My name is Tony, and I was in a cult for over a decade. And my name is Lindsay, and my sister was in a cult for over a decade. And now I'm out. Lindsay and my family helped get me out, and we have created a podcast. Playing in Traffic. We interview survivors of the Wimscog. We cover topics of healing and topics of all things about cults. So tune in, like, subscribe, whatever all that means, and enjoy the process of deconstruction. Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our opinion. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. If you didn't want us to make a podcast about you, then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family, so it's kind of your fault. But don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know who you are, so don't do it. Don't sue us. playing in traffic i am going to light a candle our jesus candle given to us by my lovely mother our mother i'm going to light this jesus candle in honor of passover that is coming and we are going to light this jesus candle in honor of the very very last Passover that will surely not happen, but they will surely say that. But anyway, Passover is coming up and we just wanted to say hi to y'all, check in, do mental health check. Mental health check. And also, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about some things called global warming, which are terrifying, but we're going to talk about them in a hopeful way. Okay. We're going to rebrand this shit. The UN just came out with another new report that confirms all of our beliefs that global warming is rapidly coming faster than they all expected. And that shit is scary. And one of the my least favorite things that the Wimscog has done is used global warming specifically as and latched onto it as a fear tactic, but use it in a way that is outside of our control and that it's something that God has conspired to bring the end of the world, like destruction. And that pisses me off because I think that global warming is fucking scary, regardless if you like believe that it's the end of the world because of God or not. But um, I think that if we rebrand it and we look at it in a way of an obstacle to tackle as a human race rather than this thing that's looming upon us that we have nothing in our control to do about. I I want to talk about it because I think the way for us to deal with it emotionally, it's a very like dark concept as a human. It's It's a lot to take. And so I want to acknowledge that. And I want people who have maybe been in a cult 
that has used global warming as an apocalyptic concept and has a hard time now talking about it to know that like it is a scary concept and that's okay. We can tackle the topic of global warming in a tangible way because once you remove the religious concepts that it's out of our control because God is doing it, then it's actually kind of a a puzzle for us to, to fix, right? I mean, we built highways. There's a tunnel between London and Paris under the ocean. We sent people to outer space on spaceships. Like, it doesn't have to be this impossible thing that we can't tackle. Like, humanity has done these extravagantly, like, near impossible things before. So if we can remove the religious idea that, like, we have no control over this because God, it's God's plan and it's God's way of bringing the end and destruction, like, we don't have to let it destroy us when you're inside Lindsay you're it's almost like you're you're just watching it as a fulfillment of bible prophecy so you have no motivation to try to fix anything or make anything better this is also why I dislike the we love you foundation because they do a lot of little things it's so disingenuous it's so fake because they literally think the world is going to end they really have no desire to make it better what's the point they do a lot of like environmental stuff like the cleanups and stuff and that shit pisses me off because i'm like y'all are rooting for the end of the world okay right but honestly i didn't want to do this episode because i told Lindsay that this is very triggering that any any time that i hear about global warming or the you know end of the world signs type things it's very, it's very triggering and too scary to even talk about. I said, no, that's too scary for us to talk about. But with Passover coming up, we know that they're going to be using a lot of these scare tactics right. to make sure a lot of members come this year before it's too late. Okay, like we're past the point where it's like, just recycle everybody, just recycle and reduce your plastic usage and we'll all be good. Like, we do need some like radical, radical freaking improvement done but, like by every country on the planet so that we don't make this an inhospitable world. And so that is it's it's a conversation that sucks to have. And I don't know the solution. And I know that it's going to take everybody being told like our current way of life is not gonna work anymore we need to come up with a new plan but I don't think that it's beyond our capability I think that it's such a big problem that it's easy to say like yeah we're never gonna do that but 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 I want to re I want to rebrand I want to rebrand it in a way that is like the American go get them that like I was promised as a child that we have not yet gotten to see a whole different way of living I mean you have to completely change society and the problem is is that you have all these big corporations at the very top who really want to just make as much money as they can and so we as the people have lost so much power and really the biggest people who are polluting the earth and causing all these problems are those big corporations so that's why I think we feel very stuck but But one of the things that I noticed when I was in the cult, Lindsay, is that 
when you put a bunch of people together to do something with a common mind and goal, you can get a lot done. And whether they believe in what they're doing or not, as far as like cleaning up the parks and stuff, I mean, it is a good thing that they do it. They yeah. can get they can get maybe a hundred people, two hundred people together on a Sunday morning and clean out a whole entire river. Yeah. And that's yeah. amazing. And we so, need to see more of that. We need to do more of that. And we also need to, I mean, everything needs to change really, right? That's that's why this topic is hard because it is scary and it's a big thing. It's a big thing to tackle, but I want to rebrand it because I want it. I want us to like acknowledge like how powerful we are as a human race. And like you said, like once we can get everybody on board and in that mindset um, to say like, I mean, it's important, right? It's probably the most important thing that's going on around all of us right now. It's like, should we survive as a human species? Should we like do the things that would keep our planet livable? I think we all say, yeah, but we all have this idea of what our day-to-day life looks like, like driving and, and groceries, going grocery shopping in the way that we all do now. And so if we're all willing to say, if we're all willing to kind of uh, examine our day-to-day life and look at it and say, what? Have you ever met America? I know. That's a, you know, the problem is, is that people are not willing to do that. People are not willing to sacrifice anything here for the common good. We saw that with COVID. We, you know, people can't even be considerate to others. This is what I'm saying. How do we rebrand this so that people are tricked into thinking that this is actually for their that it's actually going to make their way of life even better? It really is. I mean, it will, right? Like I if, have a personal I have a personal theory that cars are really the root of all evil. If we had a walking society where we all walked within our neighborhoods, our schools are within our neighborhoods, our jobs, our our communities were smaller. I mean, really, as mammals, that our species gets along really well within a community of, say, I think it's like 50 to 150, so smaller little communities, you know, knowing where our food is coming from, all of these things would be life-changing. Yeah, I mean, we have the tools to do it. Like, we have the technology to create air travel way less destructive than it is it's just expensive and the infrastructure for it's not there to you know we're all used to being able to like go on an airplane whenever we feel like it so it's just getting societies to acknowledge that we need to do this drastic shift and like getting on board with it and being willing to how do we make humanity less selfish for a minute so that we can readjust and then we can still have the things that we need. We just have to re readjust them onto into a new way, you know. Ah, anyways, so so I, yeah, I think our point is don't be scared. And when you hear about this stuff, it can be triggering, it can be scary to think back to all the things, Lindsay. We used to watch endless videos of volcanoes erupting. We used to think about Yellowstone erupting and earthquakes and floods and, you know, droughts, a lot about droughts and diseases. And those things are happening. That is a reality. They are happening. 
interesting. But you can remove force that's outside of your own. The evil spirit force or or even God's power of, you know, God's going to destroy the earth because we're all sinners. Right. Like we know why it's happening. You know, let's be empowered. Let's empower our children. Let's educate ourselves on all the things that we can do, even within our community, to make recycling more convenient. And, you know, I, we have a lot of um, a lot of apartments in our area and it's very difficult to recycle. So I think a lot of people don't find it convenient. And so why would you? Tony, I, I think that's what it is. Like when we were kids, we were inundated with like, don't throw your trash out the window in the car and, and be nice and recycle and cut the little plastic things so they don't kill the ducks. And we've mm-hmm. gone like so far past that, like we can't. Know, but we still need to do that. So I know that in the cult, we were very, very uh, wasteful, very wasteful. I mean, we would throw things away all the time and they would dump things, Lindsay. They would dump things on the side of the roads, which is highly illegal. Um, furniture, whatever, construction equipment, construction things that they didn't need, construction waste. They would just go in the middle of the night and throw it off somewhere and it was very very illegal and very dangerous they have but then at the same time they're turning around and doing a cleanup like how does how does that make sense the cleanups don't make sense from an organization that believes that the world is coming to an end one of the things that we were just that we were discussing was wouldn't it be fun to have a physical copy from like the 90s until now, of all of the members begging people right before Passover to say, please come to Passover. This is the last one from like 1990, 1991, 1992. Because do you know when the first end of the world Passover would have been? I remember there being an urgency every Passover I ever kept, but uh, probably... From the beginning, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it because even when 1999, they were declaring the end of the world. There's videos of that. But I do know when I was in there, every single Passover, mother said every Passover would be the last one. So it was an urgent time. We have to gather all of our brothers and sisters. We have to get them all together. That's why when I was restricted from keeping the Passover in 2019, that's why that was so painful because it had never been like that before. It was get every single person there because this is going to be the last one. And so I think that this isn't a new thing with the Wimscog. And I think that climate change is our new version of something that's really big that humans have a hard time wrapping our minds around. And so it's an easy thing for religion to just say, this is in God's hands. This is out of our control. Because it's a big thing, right? But we're evolved to a point where I think we can have this conversation. I do I do truly believe in the strength and the will of humanity to take this task on and to be successful so that when I die, I don't have to be so worried about my grandchildren not being able to live on a functioning earth. But here's here's a big problem is that especially in America our pol- our politicians 
there are some that are very highly religious and even just in a normal Christian way, they, they're also believing that all of this stuff are signs of the end times. So what do you do when the people in charge are also believing these types of things that it's all in God's hands? You know, that's also scary. So it's important for us to vote for people who are thinking critically and not thinking with some type of religious um, background, I think that's important to me now. Um, I think the most immediate thing that we could do is vote and run for office. Yeah, I, you should run for president. I was just thinking that when you were talking about for the for the third generation, I was like, I was I'd vote like for you. A little. Well, I always have joked that I would love to run for president. I think I'd be freaking awesome at it. But uh, you would. I, me and only like a hundred people would. Probably enjoy my policies <laughs> I'd enjoy them what do, what do we want to say what else do we want to um, update about I want to say if climate change is a hard concept to examine after leaving a religious group or the Wimscog specifically or any of them that have used it as a weapon against you spiritually that's made you so afraid of it that it's like it's too hard to even look at i just want you to understand i just want to say that from a non-religious standpoint it is a scary concept it is a big concept but i think that we're going to be okay if we can just address it and then and then do oh. something and then yeah. go right like let's let's do that Let's make it like a positive. Let's do it. the. Let's make it the coolest thing that humans have ever done in our whole existence. As we Me and you are definitely the coolest people in the planet to start that. So sure. I mean, this podcast right here, you guys, is going to start the revolution. <laughs> Humanity is going to be like, you know what? They're right. Lindsay and Let's Tony. get high and let's <laughs> save the planet. I just, I don't want, I don't want to be in fear anymore of climate change. Like, like that's God's judgment on us. It's not, we can have the, we, we created the mess. We can get ourselves out of the mess. It may seem impossible, but we've done harder things. We've done really hard things and there's still a pathway to it. We just all have to get on board and no better time for it. We're globally connected for the first time. When this is a global issue and we're globally connected, this is amazing. This is like realistically that we do have a like there is a way for us to tackle this. You're right. Do it. The, and and we have a platform where we know that we have are having a conversation with people from all over the world. So I just want to make an announcement to the world. You guys, let's take climate change by its balls. And save, save the earth, save, <laughs> save the earth, save the planet and the animals, save the animals. I love the animals in the, in the cult. They really disconnect you from animals. I don't know why, but they really do. You're not allowed to really have any type of connection with animals. And you really almost look at animals as just sort of a burden. You're told that they don't have a spirit. So like, you're not really interested in animals they're just sort of like okay which is funny because then when you go to korea they take you to an aquarium to look at the animals and you're like okay 
to see God's creation. You know, they only want you to enjoy it when it benefits them. But other than that, they don't want you to have any type of, you know, connection to anything of this earth. Exclusive offer this this month only in honor of the upcoming Passover, where Wimscog says every Passover is the last Passover. Half price off MREs already expired by Tony. Tell us what you got, Tony. I got Tupperware's full of MREs, expired MREs. We've got canned tuna. We've got canned chicken. Probably some crystallized beef stew. Lots of candles. We have buckets full of candles and we've got flashlights we could add in too for, for free. Call now and we'll add in a food dehydrator and a gas mask. Call 555-4545. Are we being rude? No, to the to that. Are we are we mocking them? I don't want to mock them. Did we literally have a podcast where we just talk shit about the women's? I don't want to mock them into like something dangerous. Oh, we're not. We're making it. We're we're bringing it. We're, we're lightly poking at the idea that like you have. You went through the emotional trauma every year at Passover thinking it was the last Passover. You're right. That is emotional fucking trauma. You literally are like, and then when you're keeping Passover, Lindsay, well, first you wash your feet. It's this whole thing. And then when you keep the Passover, you're like crying and you're so thankful because, you know, God saved you. But you're also like so hungry and so tired. And you know that tomorrow you have to fast. Bro, Um, I've been thinking about this. I cannot believe that nobody has died from fasting. They don't drink water for three full days. Your body's limit to when you would start going into organ failure. We're told that Zangilja fasts five to ten days. That's with no water. Would die. That's what they're told. She prays. Oh, she prays. Shit, I forgot. prayers those thoughts and prayers they're really helpful yeah it's awful too Lindsay. it's so awful you feel like your body is gonna die and like they'll talk about and they'll laugh about it all the crazy things that will happen to your body as time goes on they're like oh has your have you stopped peeing yet oh man that really sucks when you stop peeing and it's like oh that's not good It, it was so ridiculous, Lindsay. Every time that it was a, a day to fast, yeah. when you show up to the church in the morning for the feast or whenever, um, they have every, every source of water is covered with trash bags. So they have like water fountains and stuff, you know, on the normal days that you just walk by and get water. They always have a source of water to drink from, you know. But on those days, everything is covered. Their coffee machines are covered. Their um, vending machines are covered. And like, we'll have a sign like no food or no water today, you know. And of course, if you want to leave secretly and drink or eat in your car or whatever, I'm sure members were doing that, you know, the ones that didn't have faith. But for the most part, for the most part, most members and children were fasting. And you are really pressured to have your children fast. If your children don't fast, it seems like you don't have enough faith. And they they really downplay it. I mean, for the children's fast was from, you know, 
midnight Passover until the next day at about 4 or 5 p.m. No food and no water. And when you're a little kid, that feels like a very long time. But but in my mind, I knew that my kid wasn't really in danger. You know, I didn't think that my kids were in danger for not eating or drinking that long. I don't think I would have ever fasted them for longer than that. You know, now I don't think I would have, but I don't know. Who knows what we would do back then, you know? Uh, just The scary thing is what you're capable of doing, even though you know it's not what you believe in. So I feel very sad for them because Passover is coming. They're going to be so busy. They are cleaning their churches. They're getting ready. They're praying. The moral of this episode is global warming. Wait, climate change is actually a positive thing. How's that for toxic positivity? <laughs> I don't think it's a positive thing, but it's, um, it's within our control. It's Everything something. is within our control. Yeah. Because God ain't real, bitches. <laughs> you can't say that. I can say it. I really can. You can say whatever you want to do. I can say whatever I want. But, I mean, you can believe that God is real and also still believe that climate change is just a, a really big hurdle that he threw at us to, to see how strong we were as a human race. And we're going to prove... To whatever God you believe in, that we can do this together. We're stronger. Is that a saying somewhere? God, I think so. I think it is. That one's already taken. You have to come up with a new one. Oh, okay. We're going to come up with it because we're starting a global movement, Tony. Um, okay. Me and you right here. Right here. Right now, guys. The Pit Pod Twin Sisters. All we're right. not twins. We got to come up with. We're not actually twins, guys. Okay. The okay. Pit Pod Sisters presents. Yeah. How about the We Really Like You Foundation? We're the chairwomen of this new foundation called We Really Like You.org. I like it. Come and join our force to combat climate change in a realistic, in a realistic and fun way. We can be high when we do it. Sunny's going to be so high when we do it. I'll probably. I'm going to drink wine until the grapes stop growing. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm going to be smoking weed till the crops stop cropping. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And on that note, boom, baby. Every Passover is the last one, according to the Wimscog. Do you like my, um? <laughs> guess what I found out I can do? You know, the last of us, mm -hmm. you know, the clickers. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the clicker noise. Yeah. That's for all of our friends and family who listen to The Last of Us. That was that not pleasant in my ear hole. Ah. Ow, stop. You're killing me softly. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs>